3: Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and the first episode of a new sub on the podcast for Star Wars Ahsoka. We're super excited to get into part one and part two. That's Master and Apprentice and Toil and Trouble. And we got our esteemed co-host Blake right here on the podcast as well as our good friend Dan who's joined the podcast before so you might recognize him as well. Uh, and uh, we're just going to be making connections and more and just kind of getting right into the nitty gritty Making uh, some of those, some of those connections with Star Wars Rebels season four finale, and speculating a little bit on uh, what some of these mysteries are that the show has in store for us. So without further ado, let's get into it. The evil galactic empire has fallen, and a new republic has risen to take its place. However, sinister agents are already at work to undermine the fragile peace. A plot is underway to find the lost Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn and bring him out of exile. Once presumed dead, rumors are spreading of Thrawn's return which would galvanize the Imperial remnants and start another war. Former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tano captured one of Thrawn's allies and learned of a secret map which is vital to the enemy's plan. Ahsoka now searches for the map as her prisoner, Morgan Elsbeth is transported to the New Republic for trial. All right, this is it. Welcome back, guys. Good to be here, as always. Another exciting show. Looking forward to it. Another exciting show, indeed. And with us, we have uh, Dan. Welcome back, Dan.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure.
3: Everyone adding, uh, having a good laugh in my intro there.
1: <laughs> not expecting that, Nope.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> figured I'd try something new. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, wow, what an episode. I mean, we've been looking forward to the show for a long time. And, uh, you know, those of us who've kind of seen Star Wars Rebels and, and been invested in that show, uh, you'll hear the theme of Rebels playing behind me now, which is so cool because the ending credits for this, uh, this show Ties together a theme that was constructed by Kevin Kiner, the composer of *Clone Wars* and *Rebels* and *Bad Batch* and *Tales of the Jedi* and and now uh, now Ahsoka as well. So this is first live action. First live action, I think. I think. You did a good job within Star Wars. Maybe a little
1: bit, a little bit too Game of Thrones, but I like it.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty good, right? Like, I like the whole map thing, the gal- the galaxy map, you know, mm-hmm. thing at the end, and and uh, but yeah, I mean the theme though, the the music is phenomenal and ties together Ahsoka and Rebels and then Ahsoka's theme from Clone Wars and mm-hmm. just kind of makes this sort of musical journey going backwards a little bit through the theme. And I like that so much, right? Kind
1: of all the different stuff being tied together. Yeah, what I'm saying. yeah,
3: I love it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's talk about part one, Master and Apprentice. Um, what I'll do is I'll read the summary here and uh, I'll also just kind of give off some some stats. Uh, as to, like, who wrote and directed the uh, the show, or the, the episode. And then we'll talk about, uh, you know, some different notes. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure we all have kind of things we want to bring up, and then we'll move on to episode two. So, you know, full spoilers ahead for anyone who has not seen these episodes. You know, just, just keep in mind, we're going to be going into full spoiler territory here. And uh, with that said, I mean, uh, let's get into it. So, Ahsoka. Episode 1, part 1, that is, Master and Apprentice. This episode was directed by Dave Filoni, written by Dave Filoni, and was released August 22nd, 2023. Uh, Balin Skull, a former Jedi, is now working as a mercenary, and his apprentice, Shin Hati assault a New Republic cruiser carrying Lady Morgan Elizabeth, who had previously been captured by Ahsoka Tano, back in Mandalorian Season 2. I believe. That sounds right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pair rescue Lady Elspeth, who informs Skull that Ahsoka is searching for Thrawn. Ahsoka and Huyang Yang obtain a star map to the location of Grand Admiral Thrawn and potentially Ezra Bridger before being informed of Lady Elspeth's escape. Regrouping with the fleet, Ahsoka meets with General Harris and Dula, whereupon Hu Yang reveals that the star map is locked. Sindula advises Ahsoka to obtain Sabine, Ren's, Sabine Ren's, Ren's help to unlock the map. Just as Ren unlocks the map, she is confronted by Shin, who steals the map and stabs Wren during the duel. And with that said, let's get into it. Uh, how did you guys like this episode? Maybe we can start with you, Dan. Just off the top of your head before we get into it. I those... really
0: enjoyed it. Um, yeah.
3: Was it a it's... good kickoff episode for you?
0: yeah like you know i I'm a big fan of Star Wars rebels, and this is fully rebels season five like it had the feel, you know obviously the look yeah um i yeah I really enjoyed it it's I had read online that from some reviews that people had issues with pacing and stuff, but to me, it felt like you know just like rebels like you have your your slow quiet moments and then you had your um action scenes and mm-hmm. I, yeah I have no complaints really.
1: I think that's kind of a common thing with a lot of the Star Wars shows. I feel like the first episode is always a little bit slow. I'm guessing that's why they always release two, because it seems like they do that every time, every yeah. season it's, release. So.
3: <laughs> after they get the map and everything feels a bit slower, maybe, but... Um, i think it needs that you know like it needs this this kind of slow it's
1: introducing characters again
3: right yeah yeah like we don't want it to feel like uh mandalorian season two and all of a sudden it's just action and like cameos and this and that you know you're throw. they're slowly kind of taking us into this story that a lot of people have not seen star Wars rebels right like and that's that's like an, in, an important thing to remember
0: and um, they' they're very unapologetic about it like he he doesn't lay down a lot of exposition he doesn't they they fill you in some details, but yeah, if you don't know anything about rebels, like there's, I can see people being lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like not knowing who these characters are. Like it's, but to me, I like that. I like that he's not holding the viewer's hand, you know, and like having to over-explain stuff. Like it's,
1: yeah. There's Usually... all these
0: other. Shows you watch if you want the backstory, and if not, you know, you can hopefully you can follow along right
1: yeah there was a few awkward exposition moments i know of, of the soga talking explaining some stuff but that was that was really it that stood yeah. out to me
3: yeah i i felt you there yeah was it was it would you would you say it's jarring or no it's not like bad batch jarring right like, <laughs> no it's not like <laughs> let's that. summarize the plot that we just saw everyone witness no it was yeah it was okay
0: I mean, oh no, do they do that a lot in Bad Batch?
3: They did it once and it stuck out to us like a sore thumb. It was really awkward. And then it happened again in one of the Rebels episodes we were reviewing recently, I think. But, but not, not, not to the bad. same level. No, not to the same level. No. The one in Bad Batch was just that was just terrible.
1: It felt like a like a, a kid's, you know, twenty four part Monster of the Week series where they just have like some moral conclusion at the end they all talk about.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um let me see here uh we kick things off with these these jedi um dark jedi
1: let's not get that far yet we got to talk about the crawl
3: oh the crawl of course well i mean the crawl i just read out but you know
1: what, um, we didn't talk about it though this yeah the first show first series to have a crawl if you want to call it that and i thought it was extremely awkward Mainly because it wasn't a traditional crawl. I hated the font. I thought the color was terrible, and it looked like something that you would have done in high school.
2: <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Thanks. <laughs> it reminded so, me yeah, of my so really high
1: school video
0: crawl.
3: What a what a compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, what, Dan, what did you think about the crawl?
0: It didn't bother me at all. I was like, I, I was like, okay, cool. That's right. This is a sour show. Like, it's first time we're seeing a crawl. Like. Is it the first show that does had a crawl? Like we had we had solo
3: uh, solo a Star Wars story had a bit of a opening text moment it
1: similar as a text, not really a crawl because it, it, it doesn't go across the screen.
3: No, it doesn't scroll up past the screen. But I think it's like paragraphs that kind of fade on and off, like as as the as the you know as it opens up, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I think that's the only time we've ever had it. I'm okay with it. Really it. Me. For me it was the font and the color. It just it
1: didn't look like Star Wars to me.
3: I didn't mind the color. Professional Star Wars. I didn't mind the color, the whole red theme going on like, you know, I'm I'm digging it. Like the whole Lucasfilm film logo was red and mm-hmm. just kind of flows in with the whole kind of
1: Why is it red?
3: I don't I don't know. I think it's just sort of a way of saying like you know evils coming into the galaxy, yeah, though.
0: I saw a video where they're saying like it's red because it's it's um it's foreshadowing the rise of the um the first order
3: like, uh okay yeah that that that's possibly one um here's Maybe another that's why i don't like it here's another theory for you i mean Thrawn's eyes are red uh also the seventh fleet you know Thrawn's uh Thrawn's battalion. If you look up the Seventh Fleet logo, there's a red ring around it, and inside the logo, it's black and white. So, like, there's a lot of red kind of surrounding, you know, the Grand Admiral. Uh, we open things up with uh, an Ada an Ada class shuttle, uh, Republic era, approaching a New Republic star cruiser of some kind. And uh, this is a ship that we've seen a lot in Clone Wars. Any Clone Wars fans out there would have, you know, instantly recognized it. is is a sort of like a adventurous shuttle that the Jedi kind of took around from place to place back in the Clone Wars. Did you guys? Did you guys recognize that shuttle? The T six. No, it's not a T six. Is is the one that is the Ada the Ada class shuttle with the old the, the old, three, old one the, yeah. the Republic era old.
1: I recognized, but wasn't sure what like where it's from. Was it from prequels or is that supposed to be prequels? Clone Wars. It's clone it's Clone Wars. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it
3: was looks pretty cool. cool. Yeah.
1: But it's all like beaten up and rusted and everything.
3: With the one that, that Shin and Balin are using. Yeah. I don't know. Was it rusted? I can't remember. They,
1: I think it had that look to it, like it was all like beaten up. Oh,
3: okay. All right. Yeah, which well, is gnarly. Just from the shot behind, like it approaching, I was like, Oh, I know exactly what that ship is. And I love how like the you know the they're like oh yeah it's uh it's an old Jedi code and it's like dude who are these guys like where they come from where have they been all these all these years you know like all, all these yeah. questions that I have that you I, know,
0: I really enjoyed that opening like I liked how cocky the captain was It's like oh like I'm gonna take care of these guys like they're not Jedi yeah
1: yeah did it feel a bit Star Trekky though seeing the captain on the bridge and everyone's random and he's kind of laying out orders like it just. I got major Star Trek vibes.
0: Yeah. Like, a little bit like, like, you know, I'm going to go down there. You, my number two, you take over, like you got the bridge. Like, but I mean, that's, I think that's standard Navy stuff, right? Like, fair yeah. enough.
1: I think for me, it was also a big part of like the, the layout of the set. Like, oh, it looked like the enterprise. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think all the Mont Calamari, they look, look very white and Enterprisey, you don't know.
1: Maybe it's also the camera angles then. Cause if, I'm thinking to Rogue One and Return of the Jedi. You see a lot more of the guy in the, the ship with the, the big captain in his chair with a lot of panels. Right. You didn't really get that here. No, yeah, not as much. He was just ca- this captain that was. It felt like Kirk. <laughs> see,
3: to me, okay, I'm going to say this up front and, you know, I'll st- reflect things as we talk about this episode going forward. But um, I just thought this episode, there were these two episodes, this one specifically, had Phantom Menace vibes written all over oh. it.
0: For sure, it totally reminded me of um, Qui Gon and uh, Ben like arriving on that that yeah. ship at the beginning of Phantom Menace, and like
3: totally, totally, the whole thing was just like a mm-hmm. it's like a backwards Phantom Menace, except this time it's like dark Jedi and not you know actual Jedi, but they got their hoods up and everything like that, and then you know they surprise the people on board the ship with their lightsabers and you know go all Jedi like on them, except this one was super messed up and. You know, it was great. Like, I loved it. It was super cool. And, and uh, you know, they're there to uh, break Morgan Elsbeth out, which, you know, we last saw her in season two of Mandalorian when Ahsoka, you know, fights her in, in that town that, that she's ruling over as the magistrate. And uh, she beats him and wins over the, the Beskar staff that she gives to Din Djarin. And her last question before we see her, you know, no longer on screen anymore is... Uh, you know, where is Grand Admiral Grand Admiral Thrawn? So you know she's been looking for Thrawn for a while, and this I had is...
0: forgotten she was a Night Sister. Yeah, well, did they, they say that? They
3: never said that in in, oh, in the Mandalorian. In Mandalorian, they never said that. In this show, they sort of did. Mm-hmm. So in the in the episode two, they they actually kind of kind of revealed that her ancestors are Night Sisters. You
1: okay. think that's a retcon? I think they changed that?
3: Well, her costume and her hair haven't changed since Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. it's all been very consistent. I don't think it's super. The costume fetched.
1: looked more Night Sister here, I thought.
3: I think it's the same same dress. Okay. I have to yeah, check. I one, like the red one? Yeah. Like the, the, red, the red shoulders? dress. Yeah. 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 yeah, maybe slightly different. I just different, didn't notice but. the first time. Slightly different, but I think it was still red in in Mando. But it was it, yeah, it was it was uh it was interesting because even though Grievous went in during the Clone Wars and wiped out all of the Night Sisters, essentially, there's still gotta be survivors. I mean, we know from the Jedi Well,
0: we know from Survivor. Jedi yeah,
3: Survivor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, the, when we were talking about that down on, on the game review, you know, um what's her name? Maren? <laughs> Marin, great, yeah. great character. Uh, you know, it was it was she's a surviving night sister so it's it's not like implausible to think there's a few running around out there uh what's even more cool to think is is like one of them's actually allies with thrawn for some reason like that's interesting
1: so all different allegiances now that you know they've been off planet rooted out by general grievous
3: yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah let me see here uh the relationship between sabine and ahsoka um Unless you get, do you guys want to talk about Ahsoka breaking out that map or uh, should we just skip forward a little well, bit? I, just,
0: I think we should talk about like how awesome I thought um, rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. I thought he was great as uh Oh yeah. As the Jedi. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Balin skull. Balen skull. Like I thought him and I, and I liked uh, his apprentice.
3: Yeah. Shin Hati. Yeah. I thought they were great. Like, yeah.
1: I thought so too. It makes me really disappointed that we're not going to get the same actor in the any any, you know, there's another season or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. We don't
3: know what's going to happen, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a great point to make. Who knows? Cuz he
1: passed after they were done filming, right? So that could yeah. potentially change anything in the future.
3: Right. Unless they face blue
1: we'll or something
0: character. whether he survives.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, most notably uh, portraying an animated character before this role. So a lot of people might recognize his voice as Gar Saxon from Clone Wars and Rebels. So he's been in the Luke's film family for a little while. Like the
1: Mandalorian? The
3: Mandalorian guy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he did the voice. Yeah. Ray Stevenson, right? So
1: we can't use that to speculate that that's the Jedi he was then. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
3: no he's uh yeah different but yeah he he did um yeah i'm i'm uh I'm, i've got the right character right yeah Steele. yeah yeah Steele. yeah, yeah garry saxon yeah that's right yeah all right yeah so there you go and Do you guys
0: know who the captain was he was know. uh an, he he was on aliens as a private drake
3: oh uh, was he See, i like, one of the Marines. Was it in like the oh, first really? the first aliens movie? The second one. No, yes. the second one. Oh, the second one. okay I can not I g I can't I can't even remember if I've seen that one or not. I
1: heard a funny story about aliens today actually, so I feel like I should share it. Go for it. So apparently James Cameron, when he went to pitch Aliens, like the second movie to the studio. He went up to a whiteboard and he wrote alien and he turned to them and he turned back and he put an, a dollar sign at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, approved. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I thought it was a funny story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great, great point to make. I, I really love that sequence where Ahsoka gets that map, uh, the golden map that leads to the Treasure Planet. Dude, um, it looks so much like the Treasure Planet. <laughs> like, I thought the exact
1: same thing. It even
3: works the same. Like I it know. Turns and twists, and there's like buttons on it. They just ripped know. it off. Yeah, they just straight out took it out of the, the Disney movie. So,
1: yeah. is that stealing like Disney copyright? Because it technically is Disney. Well, so even the way it
3: opens, even the way that it opens up, man. Like the way that the and the, the beam map, with the map. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I love that, the exact same thing.
3: Plus, in the movie in Treasure Planet, when they put the ball on like the pedestal while they're when they're on Treasure Planet, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's like a, a groove for in the ground for them to like. Put it into right, yeah, and lights everything, and then it's like the portal opens up, and this big globe appears, and like they can go anywhere and stuff like that. But like essentially, the planet is like because that happens in season two. (laughs) That's (laughs) right, episode two. Episode two, yeah, yeah, yeah. In episode two, like on a specific planet, there's like a pedestal where they put it in, yeah, and it like activates the map, and they can like you know go anywhere basically with this giant holographic compass. Is what I, you know, and that's getting ahead, we'll talk about it it's, in a moment. But yeah,
1: it's basically just treasure
3: Planet. It's just treasure plan. I was like, man, this is actually like I'm kinda digging this. It makes me want to treasure plan a movie even more. You now. should do a back to
1: back clip and put it on the YouTube.
3: <laughs> yeah. the two,
0: if it's not already there.
1: Yeah, it probably is now. Oh
3: man. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It
0: reminded me of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like when he's like in that one tomb and he has like the staff and the light comes through and shows him where to go. Like
3: oh yeah. kinda reminded me of some indie vibes going on, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I really like though, because at first when we're watching this episode, you have no idea what kind of what kind of symbolism is going on here with these these creepy looking humanoids. I guess they're hu- night sisters. Yeah, it's supposed humanoid to be night
1: sister planet. We it's, find out
3: exactly. Yeah, and they look weirdly eerily like Mother Talzin a little bit with the kind of the shaped face that they have going on. Mm-hmm. You know, very like long jawed and sort of. Kind of creepy with their hoods and cloaks and everything like that, and they're all holding the, you know, this this orb. But I was like, whoa, like that's pretty sweet because we don't really know a whole lot about the Night Sisters. You know, we pretty much everything we know is from the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor series, and a little bit in Clone Wars. And we had a touch up on the in in Rebels. We had that one one episode, the one episode, yeah. But that was it. You know, we we don't in canon we don't have any real presence from the Night Sisters too much. And now we find out that Morgan is one of them and that this map is like kind of like from them, you know? Like
1: well it's season two, I guess we're getting into Uh, Episode two. Yeah, they talk uh, I think they talk about this a little bit. Sorry, I keep seeing season two. Episode two. I don't want to keep saying (laughs) that. Too much rebels, I guess. Too much rebels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They talk about how it was built by a ancient race from a far galaxy. Yeah. So I think this source supposed to be created by them. By the Night Sisters. Created by the ancient race
3: and was left behind. I think it's not. Yeah, That's it's like, what it's-
0: isn't that like a bronze race?
3: uh the chiss The Chiss. this um i think that's who they're talking about chiss is from the the no well they're they're from outside of known space but they're on the very very far edges of the galaxy it's still so this galaxy it's still this galaxy yeah okay yeah but uh we do know that the night sisters original home is not dathomir
1: oh so you think they might oh, be really? from an outside galaxy
3: well, they're cuz they're the enslaving species there. Don't forget. There's yeah. the, the they're the dominant um they're the dominant piece on that planet essentially because they're the ones that Zabrax. that use Yes, yeah, exactly. The Zebracs are actually the ones that are originally uh from there, I believe. Dathomir, yeah. Um yeah, Dathomor, Uh Dathomir, yeah. And and you know, the Night Sisters show up and they basically you know turn the the into their own their mates you know mm-hmm. they start they 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 enslave the the Zabrics. they they um uh make them their mates they uh they pit them against each other to to fight in fighting pits right like they're um they're, Are you with me brother yeah or <laughs> you with me brother <laughs> uh but yeah and you know it's it's kind of interesting to think that maybe like these witches, because they're so weird and out there, right? Like with maybe, their magic and stuff. Yeah, with their magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're from another galaxy entirely. Like maybe that's where they're going with all of this. That'd
1: be kind of neat if they did that. Do you yeah. like
3: this idea of there being
1: a whole nother galaxy?
3: I mean, it's it's a it's the universe, right? Like yeah, I mean, other galaxies in the universe. Because I was trying to. That's a great question though, because it's, it's a simple question, but it's a great question because like we got to ask ourselves like. You know, like, do we like the idea of, like, there being other galaxies that are told within this story, right? Mm -hmm. But Star Wars, from the very, very, very beginning, right, it always opened up with a long, long time ago Mm -hmm. in a galaxy far, far away. They've got to add that dollar sign
1: to the end now. (laughs) Well, I mean, what I mean is, like,
3: you know, the, the, the story in George's head for forever, you know, forever, amen, essentially, has been that this story has happened in a galaxy far, far away. Right mm-hmm. in our universe, so like it's not super far fetched to think maybe there's a nearby galaxy to theirs that has beings that maybe migrated over, mm-hmm. right? And in Jedi Fallen Order, um, Dan, you know, you might remember the Zepho, yeah, 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 species that that kind of came from afar and left, and uh, you know, they they sort of there was a downfall of the whole civilization and they kind of ended up leaving that entire galaxy altogether. And so it uh, could be them that, that yeah, did this. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh or maybe they're from but the what same was that galaxy. other
0: race that was in um Jedi Survivor? Like they hinted at it. They're in the um the high um the like the what's it called? The there's that race that like they go around and destroy stuff.
3: Oh man. Uh are you, yeah no it, it's uh, in in the first game,
0: no and, and Jedi Survivor like they hint at oh,
3: there's this other he, race he oh the um, the Nihil
0: yeah right are the, they from another galaxy or are they no, from the same
3: they're they're from they're from known yeah they're from this galaxy as well okay. uh, they're just essentially a band of pirates that come up with a giant army of other pirates and start raiding the galaxy at a time when they're, space hadn't been explored too much but
1: yeah they're they're basically like the, I think like the, the bad guy Raiders from Mad Max. Yeah. Like yeah. Fury Road is basically what they are.
3: Yeah. But basically, I mean, like there's really not a whole lot of options as to like, you know, kind of who could be out there kind of thing. But Unless it's, they introduce a
0: whole new race, but right, it seems like they would, I think you're right. I think it might be the Zeffo.
3: Yeah. Zepho or you know and we don't know a whole lot about the Night Sisters. maybe they are from that part of the galaxy or that part of the universe I guess that's it's kind of a cool thought but like I can dig it like, I'll get used to this pretty quick I think
1: my, my, I don't have a concern really with that where I get kind of annoyed is why what are the chance because we know like Thrawn when he disappeared they just got lost into deep space because mm-hmm. he's attached to Pergo right so, what are the chances that he ended up the place where this ancient map happens to be? So, that's and what, so, of, and how do they yeah, figure that out?
0: I have an answer. Okay. So, I think the map might be based off of like their, um, the Purgles' like migrations. Like, they, they know that they, whoever made that map knows that the Purgle migrate to other galaxies. And then if, um, if the, the, the one girl the night um night witch girl if she knows that like thrawn was trapped on this ship on the ship with the with the Pergol migrating then they're like maybe that's leads to where he went
3: mhm hmm. yeah i i have that question too though because you know that's an interesting theory um i think it's a little far fetched to believe and i like i can understand the criticism because my my criticism about the rise of Skywalker has always been, why is there a dagger that's designed to look <laughs> like the Death Star? It's like remnants <laughs> sunk in into the ocean, like it's stupid, you know, like this is supposed to be an ancient dagger. And it's like, is that a coincidence or like was this dagger actually made for that or like what? Right. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I was just like, you know, I think to myself, like, OK, this map points to an entire new galaxy out there that like pretty much no one can get to. Because not only do they need a certain special type of hyperdrive technology to get there, but they don't even know where the heck they're going. Because no one's ever gone that far, and their Navi computers just don't have the knowledge, Yeah, right? But the Purgle do. And so, you know, anyone who did watch Season 4 of Star Wars Rebels, you know, maybe we'll just quickly talk about it for a moment. Um, Ezra, who's a Jedi Padawan, he's you know, fighting Thrawn in the end of the Season 4 finale of, of Rebels. And, you know, at some point on Rebels talk, we'll... We'll, we'll wrap this. Spoilers
1: down. to anyone following that. Yeah, we'll wrap up <laughs> that after
3: show pretty soon. But, uh, but yeah, spoilers ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like essentially, um, you know, he sacrifices himself. Gets his. He's got a special connection with the Purgle. To, um, uh, in, you know, and and they show up and they wrap their tentacles around the Chimera. You know, Thrawn's ship and Thrawn, a bunch of Imperials and Ezra go shooting off in a hyperspace. Who knows where you know, because these purgles can make hyperspace jumps organically and they're animals. So they don't even know, like, I mean, like they don't have a computer, like they, they just know where they're going. Right. It's just instinct. So like the, the, the question that I have is like, did Ezra tell them to go there? We know that there was some weird stuff going on with him on Lothal when he was meditating, you know, there's not a lot of answers to what and why he made those decisions. You know, maybe the force just guided him in that moment and that's just the answer for it. Um, but you know, it's very likely that the Purgles took them to this other galaxy. And that's why they've been missing, right? Because they just can't get back. You know, they're stuck. They're they're marooned in an entire new galaxy where like Why didn't n- they just
1: attach themselves to Purgle again?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Just, <laughs> like, Purgle the like, back. That that's another question, right? That's another question I have. I guess going they back could to the make map a chariot though, of Purgles. Going back to the map though, like why would this laser point to the exact place in that galaxy as to where they are if it's that old, right? Or maybe it's pointing to a place as to where they start and like from there, maybe they can figure it out. Right. Something like that. Who knows? Um, But yeah, it's kind of weird to think maybe, 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 well, maybe, maybe Dan's right. Maybe, maybe you're right, man. Maybe, maybe the pergol, maybe that's, there's like one special particular route through hyperspace and it's just one thread.
0: That race, that race that built that like Stonehenge, um, site where they got the map like yeah maybe that's where they traveled from so it points to that to their home right and that's the same route that the pergo you know like, like say it's like you know like a first nation tribe follows the migration of of like orcas or something to alaska and they're like okay this is from our home to that place yeah yeah you know just on a much grander scale
3: that's a great point like to maybe make.
0: they're following the Purgle to this galaxy and then they
3: Build like their temple. Maybe
1: they got got stuck here, and that's why. Yeah, got here.
3: Right. So you're saying that whoever made the map migrated to the Star Wars galaxy, you know, via the Pergol, and this map reflects their path between the original galaxy and that galaxy. Hence, where they built that base, right? And now going backwards, you know, Ezra and Thrawn shoot off in hyperspace with the via the Pergol and they've gone to that place, right? (laughs) So it's like a kind of a triangle going on. Uh,
1: And you know what? This is me speculating to you, but the credit scene basically <laughs> explains this. this. Is what it looks like if you think about it.
3: The credit scene. Because it, it yeah, looks like a... Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like map.
1: galaxy map, and it's like they're between systems, and then there's a part where it shows a bunch of pergals and stuff.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And, like, one gap between two systems is, like, really far for some reason.
3: Is it super far-fetched to believe that there's only one way there? It's speculation, like, of course. Is it, maybe, no is it maybe, like, just... That's just a simple answer. There's only one route through hyperspace to get to that galaxy, like like we, a
0: wormhole, that yeah. they travel
3: through, right? They travel alone. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Anyways, um, yeah, great, great subject. Not to linger on it, but um,
1: Don't need it need to be said
3: because that was one it, of the
1: most annoying parts of the show t- for me. Totally, like, totally. Why is there a, you know, a treasure planet sphere that just points to <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah totally, totally took me out at first until I like thought about it and I was like, "There's why is this map here that like it's so convenient teacher, or, Like,
3: yeah, it's like, why is there an ancient map that leads to a character that just? Filoni is
0: to... a pretty good Dave Filoni is a pretty good writer. I think he has it all f- planned out, and like they'll probably explain more, go in more into it later.
3: Yeah, I yeah, hope I, so. I have faith, <laughs> faith in Dave Filoni. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, so this was this was a a pretty cool scene when when um, you know we see Sabine for the first time. Well, we see Hera as well. It's so cool to see Hera in live action.
1: I liked her punk intro, by the way, for Sabine.
3: Sabine was great. Yeah, the, the yeah. punk intro, um, I I love it as well. I, you know, like there was there was one there was a tweet that I saw uh, of of you know someone was asking. I think it was Ute. They were like, "What song should uh, have been played?" You know, during the Speeder. Scene, right? And all I could think of was this song by uh, the Quenest, uh Stompbox. You feeling it? Sure. All right, just wait, just wait just, okay. wait. just imagine someone going like friggin' rocket speed down a long highway on a speeder, right? Wait for the drop, wait for the drops. Right now. Yeah, right. Just hair, hair blowing behind the. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Can we just appreciate that she was on a fast speeder and not a moped? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Needed to be said. Actual speeder chase going. Actual on Actual yeah.
0: speeder and like yeah, and she actually traveled fast distances. And I thought they casted her perfectly. Like she was, to me, she was Sabine. Like she, yeah, was a great.
3: 100 no, percent
1: i agree entirely yeah she was really well cast like i can't say personally the same for Hera.
0: yeah the... yeah i'm not i'm not quite on board with Hera yet like it's she's she doesn't she this... her very subdued and like
3: mm-hmm. it's the voice i, mean, I know now i know i thought the same more... thing it's the voice it's it's a it's a little bit like how it took me a while to get used to ahsoka in live action too i think it'll take a while with Hera, but the voice that, that uh, Vanessa Marshall gives Hera in the animated series. It's more it's motherly. So, it's, it's very motherly. Yeah.
1: it's—it's it's, it's Her speech pattern is so different. It's funny because yeah. uh, if I think of the lines from episode one and two here in my head, I can say them how Hera from Rebels would say it. And it's just, it's so different from yeah. how it's delivered by this it's, actress. I
3: feel you entirely. And it yeah.
1: annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like a different character.
0: Right. Do you think maybe she needs to break into, out into her um, original accent, Hera's original the, accent? The
3: French accent or whatever? No, I think that would make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, People would be even more confused if they skipped one Rebels episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. But Sabine was great. So, you know, that was, that was really cool. And Chopper is always fantastic. You know, Chopper. we see Chopper in live action as well. Um, I was so happy to see Chopper, so good. But why is he complaining about
1: Hera going through his stuff? Well, he's just chucking it out.
3: I laughed pretty hard at that scene. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just going. He's, he's like, away. he's like an old man going through his stuff, just like <laughs> you know, there, tossing stuff by." Are there
0: any Easter eggs in there? Like, I know he like they kind of paused on one thing and he tosses it, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to know what that was. Um, it was like, a did you recognize wires or
3: something from memory? I can't recall. Yeah, I didn't um, recognize it. It just all looked like junk to me. I th- I like to think that it was all just scraps of junk, though. You know what we I mean? Just like, collected? Yeah, yeah. Just this old crazy droid, you know, just collecting pieces of crap. <laughs> <Crazies>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Um, Very cool. I think that was the second. Was that the second episode? That was episode two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah we're Sorry, all over jump in? No, no, here. it's all <laughs> good. It's all good. <laughs> we just get excited. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. All right, let me let me see here. Uh. Let's... Let's, yeah, let's talk about the whole Sabine Ahsoka thing, because this episode, what really focused on in the story was um, the hesitancy between Ahsoka to go back to Sabine with um, with a, a need for help, right? And uh, something's happened there, and it's, you know, we've n- we haven't really figured out what it is other than the fact that Ahsoka left her because she felt that Sabine wasn't ready to be an apprentice of any kind, right? And... Um, I don't know. Personally, I think um, I've, I've just got one lingering question, right? Because we'll find out what happens, I'm assuming. I mean, I, I'm assuming, like any story, we'll find out what that big deal is uh, if there's more details to it. Uh, but my question for you guys is, like, do you think these episodes take place before the end of the Rebels uh, epilogue?
1: I'm wondering that too. Or, I was going to actually look up the. So there's a problem. Of it. There's okay. a problem. Okay,
3: so like, is in, it
1: that Ahsoka's mantrails are like three times as long? No, 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 <laughs> no. So,
3: so, it, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of skipping to episode two again with this one, but we have to talk about it because it does have something to do with season one. Um, season one, uh, you know, quick mention to uh, to a character that showed up by the way, which was, uh, let me think, Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryder uh, Ozadi. Oz- Ozadi, yes. Thank you. The uh, the Star Wars Rebels character voiced by the same I actor so. who, who I, plays him. I was I wasn't
1: sure if the guy. Yeah.
3: yeah. So good. Oh, okay. And I, uh, also voice of Mister Krabs. That's funny.
1: <laughs> That's the guy who voices Mister Krabs. Yeah, can Man, you can tell. I don't, I don't think I'll ever look at Mister Krabs the same again. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. He's a.
0: He was the drill sergeant or. Like one of the guys in
3: Starship Troopers. Oh
1: really? He also played Oh shoot, I'd recognize him now. Yeah. He, he
3: also played the big so huge old. uh red horned um uh well I'm blanking other species name it starts with a D. Mm-hmm. Uh in season? Davronian, thank you. In in Mandalorian, the guy who was eventually killed, I think, but he was like the big beefy guy when they staged that prison break. Like the red skinned Davronian guy with the horns. Yeah, yeah, I remember the scene. He played him, Get too. Up. Yeah. So anyways, he shows up, and there's a big, huge mural behind him, which is the same mural of the crew of the ghost with Ezra, Sabine, Kanan, Zeb, Hera, you know, Chopper, all on the front with some Loth wolves and cats and this and that, right? And it's a mural that Sabine painted, I think, at one point mm-hmm. um, to commemorate their time on Loth together. And uh, it's a commemorative ceremony dedicated to the still currently missing Commander Bridger, you know, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, who led the final battle against the, Imperial, uh, the, the Empire on Lothal and liberated the planet. And uh, the story is, is that entire crew of the Ghost stayed there during the events of the original trilogy in case the Empire came back for retaliation.
1: On Lothal. Yeah,
3: that's the why. That's the reason why they don't show up in the movies. Okay, so after Ezra I don't know goes, if I buy that. As, well, that's what Sabine says in the Rebels finale. But after after uh, they they after Ezra leaves, right? After Ezra goes missing with Thrawn, Sabine has you know she stays there with most of the Ghost Crew to kind of protect the planet and, unless the Empire comes back, but they don't, right? And so hence here we are. Um the people of Lothal they're holding an honorary like ceremony for the missing Commander Bridger. Um but my, it, like here's the confusing part, okay? Ahsoka takes place during the events of season three of the Mandalorian, which is eleven ABY. Okay. Eleven years after the Battle of Yavin. Uh that is how many how many years after after uh, Return of the Jedi? Was that? Um, I guess ten nine eight. Seven years, maybe?
1: I, to be honest, I forget how long after Return of the Jedi is from New Hope. It's
3: one, it's one year between four and five. Mm-hmm. Sorry, three years between four and five, one year between five and six. So four years later. So four years. So, so four years till the end. Yeah, and then, so that's uh, 11 minus four. Seven. Seven. Okay, so seven years, right? In the Rebels finale, Sabine has a different number that she gives as to when she meets Ahsoka on that platform. Okay. And uh, I, if the scene in 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 the end of season two of episode two, I did it as well. Season two episode two is supposed to be the it's gonna same be rebels, or man. not. We're okay. So many rebel seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you guys is like, do you think that these episodes take place before the epilogue of rebels? Or do you think that that scene is like supposed to be a recreation at a later point in time as like a parallel scene? Or is it supposed to be the exact same scene? Or is it a record? I think it's the exact
0: same scene because the way it's shot, almost you know, panel by panel, um, matching up. So I, I think it, the first two episodes end at the end of the epilogue of um, Rebels. It's my guess.
3: Yeah. Okay, I got a I got an audio bite uh, to play for for the for, uh, wait, first before I play. What do you think?
1: To be honest, I can't remember the Rebels one well enough
3: okay all right let me let me just let me just play this uh this epilogue real quick take a listen to the the number sabine gives or just what she says about the events that transpired
4: We all anticipated never came. The once invincible empire had begun to fracture. The small rebellion had become bold. And with a decisive victory at the Battle of Endor, the Emperor's reign of terror came to an end. After the war, Zeb took Callus along the secret hyperspace path to the planet lyra It was then that Callus realized he hadn't destroyed the Lysat people, and that they were thriving on this new world. A world where he was welcome as one of them. Hera fought in the Battle of Endor, as did Commander Rex. By that time, there had been a new member added to the crew of the Ghost. Vector Seven, Jason Sindula. Born to fly, just like his mother. And well, we all know what his father was like. As for me, I used to think that Ezra was counting on me to protect Lothal, the planet and the people he cared for so much. But one day, I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home.
3: So, you get a, fl- a shot of almost shot for shot of the same kind of scene of Sabine touching the mural, yeah, that's not you know, a going off to Ahsoka. The difference, she has the, the same haircut, biggest difference being Ahsoka not holding a staff, not in white robes. Uh, you know, she's in the, in the live action, yeah, what's well, she have a staff? Show. She's well, it, the whole thing that the reason why she's got the whole staff thing, right, is Dave wanted her to be. Like Gandalf the White, the Gandalf the White, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's the whole kind of purpose, right? But in this show, she's still sort of she's in like a gray robe. She's almost like a Gandalf the Gray moment, right? So like, did we just go backwards? Like, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, is how did she did she give like a year? She say like a couple years after something. Am I going crazy or did she say like four years? She didn't miss it. Dan, did you catch it? Yeah, I didn't catch it. Okay, um, I I think crazy. Okay, so. I don't know, maybe I'm may going crazy here, but um, but yeah. But it, it's like,
0: if you listen to the de- determination in Sabine's voice, like I feel like if this happened before, she wouldn't have just given up on looking for Ezra. Right, right. So this is, to me, this matches up with what we saw in episode two.
3: Yeah, See, I, think, I think so too. To me, I just, I look at it a little differently. I look at it as if this scene in Rebels happened and then it didn't go as planned. And then something happened between her and Ahsoka, which tore them apart. And now Ahsoka's reluctantly going back to her for help. And then we get a parallel scene to remind us that this has happened before. And now they're going off again. She also cut her hair
1: and dyed it to be exactly (laughs) the same?
3: Well, I mean... I think she just... So she cut her hair. It's not exactly... The the haircut's not exactly the same. But, like, it's, you know, it's, like... pretty dang close. It's pretty close. It's closer than any other haircut she's had in this series. Yeah, well, like, Ahsoka (laughs) looks different and everything like that. So, like, I'm just kind of, like, you know, and that was at sunset and the Rebels one was, like, during the day and, you know, like, I I don't know. I just... I will say, also,
1: I noticed the building was in ruins in the animated version. Or is there, like, a memorial in the the Ahsoka series? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, so, so that's that's another thing, right? Like maybe I'm just start, I'm just trying to think like how this all works exactly because unless we just never saw between the finale of season 4 of Rebels and the start of this show, you know, if we just never saw them kind of, you know, training with each other, it means that the scene that Ahsoka shows up to collect Sabine is like, in, in in that moment, I just feel like that was, like, the first moment that they've kind of, like, you know, talked to Ahsoka, like, since she uh, showed up again. You know it seemed I mean? like it. I know what you mean. But in this... But
1: we also didn't have any context there, right? So...
3: Right. I don't know. In this scene, it just feels like the, they've already been traipsing around trying to, I think, trying to look for Ezra or something. Well,
1: we've already seen this happen with Dave Filoni when he is taken stuff from the books and cha- changed and altered stuff, like Ahsoka beating her first Inquisitor yeah. and regaining her crystals. So I think it's supposed to be overall the same, to portray the same idea, but it's just been altered slightly. Mm. Yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble. That's my opinion.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, here's another thing, is in this episode we get a hologram that was designed just for Sabine. And it's audio from Ezra that we, we didn't hear before because uh, his hologram to the group of them is different than the one that plays on this device. Unless that's also a retcon and maybe it is supposed to be the same recording, but it's just done differently.
1: Maybe it's a later in it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I thought that was weird.
3: Because it's, it's very specific to her. Right. Whereas like the one that, he pl- that they play for the group in the Rebels finale is like different.
1: Did he have time to record personal messages to all of
3: them? That's the thing. It's like I think he I think he thought long and hard about this, right? And that's kind of what what I was saying earlier about the whole when he was meditating on Lothal, he clearly had a few options that that he had to consider and he went with the one that he was guided to pick, but you know, it's
0: well, this Padawan, on, right? So he'd I could see him recording one just for Sabine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he would have had the time to kind of do something like that right like but yeah i don't know i've got so many questions just for like the time frame of this show because you know it's supposed to overlap with season three of mandalorian but that scene where with rebels you know in rebels with ahsoka and and sabine it seems like it takes place way closer to return of the jedi like almost say almost like it happened a few years prior to this event and now it's happening again that's just the feeling that i get but i don't know well i guess we'll find out maybe you guys might be right it's one of the. One of you the 2 you gotta ask
1: Pablo, man. It's one of the two,
3: yeah. Um let's see here. Dark Jedi. What do you guys think of Orange Lightsabers and uh and Dark Jedi? And then we'll move on to episode two.
1: I want to know if what's that guy's name? Ba- Balin. Balin. I'm gonna say Bear Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> not, not her. Uh, Balin. I want to know. What happened with the story in the fact that he he has a red lightsaber, she has an orange
3: one, correct? They both have orange lightsabers. They're both orange. Yeah.
1: Do we have any idea within the Jedi Order if they have orange, or is orange more of a Sith thing? Because I'm wondering how we got this color of crystal. Well, I mean,
3: yeah. Because if he's
1: a fallen Jedi, then has an apprentice.
3: Okay, so... They partially bled it. Dan, uh, you remember that scene in Jedi Survivor when... Um, what's that dude's name? D- Dagan something? Dagan, yeah. Dagon Alley? Yeah, Dagan something. He's the villain of... He's a High Republic Jedi that's been um, frozen sort of in stasis in a Bacta tank for years, hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And Cal Kestis finds him and wakes him up. And he gets out, and it turns out he's a villain. So he's got a... <laughs> He's a yellow. He's got like a yellow lightsaber. I think it is. But in the moment that he's talking to Cal as to like kind of revealing his plan as to why he was kind of trapped there for so long, he begins to get really angry and he dismantles his lightsaber in that in that moment and takes the kyber crystal and he he like attempts a bleeding sort of uh, thing on it as he like crushes it in his hand and he's like kind of pouring his anger into it a little bit. And it turns the blade orange. It doesn't go red, though. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he is trying to make it bleed, but because he's not a Sith Lord, you know, he's not able to get it that deep, right? So I think the color red really does symbolize, like, it's a successful bleed. Like, this is why it's red oh sort my of thing, gosh! Right? So
1: you're saying that if you're not going to go, if you don't have the full power of a Sith, then it'll just become more
3: reddish? Uh, I think it's a symbol. Yeah, I think it symbolizes so just how deep they're able to go.
1: Okay, so if you had a yellow saber, would go orange.
3: Well, yellow right. though, is, is a color that they can like they can find. I think. Yeah,
1: but mistaken. basically, I'm saying it. Yeah, it can't because we see the Jedi Temple guards have yellow. Yeah. So yellow goes orange on its way to red. Does that mean that I think it's a, a Mace color. Windu
3: was had bled into his crystal. <laughs> i mean maybe that that's like a fan theory that's jedi, why it's right? purple yeah maybe but no it, it's it's one of those things i think um you know like there's there's some i don't i don't think there's like a science behind like what color goes i think they all go orange if a jedi were to bleed their blade you know i think i think they all go orange in that in that scenario
1: what's between green and red it's like brown right you have a brown lightsaber
3: no. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, I don't know, Dan. What do you think of that?
0: That sounds yeah. Sounds about sounds like that could be the case. Like,
3: Balin, Balin and Shin, maybe they did a whole dark Jedi kind of ritual on their lightsabers, and which is over time, him. maybe. And if he if he's maybe. not
0: strong enough to to, you know, like he's not full Sith then I could see, like, Orange being, like, you know, the middle ground. He mm-hmm. couldn't quite get the Red.
3: He, uh, Hugh, Hugh Yang's story about this guy is that he, because he doesn't know Shin, Shin's too young, but um, this dude, he, th- he says that he went missing at the end of the Clone Wars. And it's not super far-fetched to believe that he became a Dark Jedi, although most of the Dark Jedi that we've come to know have all turned into Inquisitors. Now, don't even get me started as to how they got their red lightsaber crystals because they definitely did not believe them themselves, right?
1: Darth Vader just, he's just got an assembly line of crystals. He's yeah, for them. I, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think that's kind of how it works. But um, at the same time, um, you know, it's not super far fetched to believe that that some Jedi did turn but didn't become Inquisitors. Like you can take uh, the, the Pong Krell Umbar arc, for mm-hmm. example. You know, he was a Jedi that just went bad. And he, he, you know, when the clones asked him, I was like, "What? Who are you fighting for?" You know, he says, "Like I'm no Jedi, and like I'm no Sith. Like you know, mm. you know, I'm, I'm going to become an agent of Dooku's an agent of you know of his right self interest. Yeah, yeah self interest, right? So like maybe it could
1: be that he was, you know, in exile, trying to not be discovered by the Empire, right? And then just toiled with his own, you know, distrust and hatred of what happened, and then exactly you know, slowly. Turned dark with just bad thoughts right or maybe he's in exile hiding somewhere that has sith influence and then he just took in a lot of the dark energy from there
3: yeah yeah
1: there's an old comic about that
3: there was uh another dark jedi that showed up in canon so far as well in jedi fallen order uh by the name of terran malikos mm-hmm. uh, who was, uh yeah on on Dathomir, that's right um and uh he was he was a bit of a boss to fight, but uh, that was, was another guy, Jedi Master gone crazy in the middle of nowhere. You know, stranded, uh, affected by the the Night Sister's magic and and you know, power hungry and and
1: uh, the dark force energy is a Dathomir.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I I mean, I like it. I like this whole thing. I like. I want to know kind of more about him, more about his story, and uh, you know, more about Jin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm curious too. I really want to get an explanation to it. There's yeah. got to be something there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Fellas, should we move on to season, episode two? And the, we, we already covered most of the notes for episode two.
1: <laughs> we covered a lot. It's we just, covered a lot, so it, this will be quick. These yeah. two episodes have a lot of overlap. There.
3: there is, yeah. I'll read the summary, read the stats, and then um, we can wrap up the rest of this um, conversation. Uh, okay, so this episode, uh, part two of Ahsoka, it's called Toil and Trouble. Uh, This episode is directed by Steph Green and written by Dave Filoni. It was also uh, released on August 22nd, 2023. And the summary reads, Sabine Wren recovers and informs Ahsoka of her findings and also traces the droids that attacked her to Elsbeth's factories on Corellia. Seeking the star map, Ahsoka and Syndulla travel to the Corellian shipyards in time to see a massive hyperdrive built for Elsbeth's ship, to travel to Thrawn's location in a neighboring galaxy, or so we assume. The transport carrying the hyperdrive escapes, but not before Chopper attaches a tracking device. After arresting the shipyard workers as spies for the Empire, Ahsoka is contacted by Wren, who is ready to become her Padawan again, and find Bridger. Elsbeth is contacted by Skull, Hattie, and Merrick, who obtained the hyperdrive so they can finish building her ship, called the Eye of Sion, and find Admiral Thrawn. Uh, We got a wicked lightsaber duel between Ahsoka and Merrick in this episode. We haven't chatted enough about Merrick already. Uh, What do you guys think about Merrick being the last Inquisitor? Where
1: the heck did he come from? (laughs) I don't know, but
3: he looks pretty rusty to me. I mean...
1: You know what? Should we talk about this? Okay, right after this we should talk about the Sabine and Shin fight, which we didn't mention.
3: Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay,
1: but as far as... I mean. I almost wondered if he's not an Inquisitor, but someone who trained in Inquisitor fighting style because they like, found a lightsaber.
3: Yeah, maybe. Dan, what's your theory? I think it might be a surprise reveal.
0: I'm not mm-hmm. sure who it's going to be, but like the costume and everything, Like I think it's going to be somebody. One of my friends thinks... And I don't agree with him, but he's like, what if it's Ezra? Like what if they're pulling a trauma? I'm like how would they break back and not thrawn? Like
3: Man, can you imagine he if that was we're like Ezra? Because like let's not forget Ezra and Ahsoka have have, have have like known each other a long time, right? Like, you know, the last the last time Ahsoka saw Ezra, he was pulling her through the world between worlds and saving her life from Darth Vader so, I mean, that's a crazy theory and I, you know, I mean I got a better one. It's interesting. interesting. Cal Kestis. Oh.
0: Mm. Like, he went full dark and...
1: Because he's around during that era of the Inquisitors, because the thing is, once you hit the original trilogy film era there's no more Inquisitors. So it has got to be somewhere before that.
3: Unless there is. Maybe it's this guy, right? Like, maybe he's, maybe he was just kind of weigh the frick out somewhere. And maybe
1: he was such a bad inquisitor just washed out they kicked <laughs> yeah. him
3: out of the school and then maybe everything fell apart. All this time. Yeah, maybe he has been looking for Thron all this time. Maybe uh it's possible. That's that's totally possible, yeah.
1: He's given this pointless mission where yeah. well, the whole empire collapses. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> his uh his armor is pretty rusty and it's seen it seems I, I did
1: not like his armor.
3: Some time really? it looks very like medieval y kind it's of too
1: medieval y too medieval?
3: Yeah,
0: it just looks like a knight. They painted black. I didn't mind. It's
3: like they it cool. took
1: it out of the, it, like, the British Museum.
0: <laughs> could he be a knight of Ren?
3: <laughs> I wondered that too. I don't know. I mean, I read I read that Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, and all those they Knights all look of Ren. like that. They all just seem like regular schmucks that <laughs> put on a mask. Like that's that's that was kind of their whole gig. Was like they're just a bunch of they're like a boys band that mm-hmm. just kind of goes around causing bruckus. <laughs>
0: That's pretty it much. It's like
3: pretty much what they made them out to be in the comic, yeah. That's why he's so angsty. Yeah. yeah at least he didn't to drive around, around mopeds. I, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, Something tells moped. me you didn't like the moped scene. <laughs> oh man.
3: Oh, we we talked extensively about the mopeds, didn't we, Dan? <laughs> yes. Okay. I I actually like the idea that this dude is like the last Inquisitor. You know, like this is the last guy running around thinking he's serving the Emperor, and and even though he's gone. Um, he's got like one singular last mission that he wants to accomplish, and you know I don't think he's maybe got he's his in own on mission. the first order stuff. I, I mean, yeah, well, maybe right because like as we well, know, like as like I, I, I talk
0: about the shipyards, like I like that, like they're like oh, like there's nobody still loyal to the empire, and it's like no, there's a whole room full of people like, still loyal right. to the empire.
3: Secret Nazis, the, imper- yeah. the imperial, the yeah. imperial rebellion. Yeah, that was that, pretty cool. I like cool. that scene a lot. I liked that because I think that would have happened quite a bit. I think that would have happened quite a bit. I mean, people are so indoctrinated, right? Yeah. You think back to world war two and the remnants of, of, Kind of the like the Nazi forces. There must have it's been. It's still some... now, man. There's like, yeah. there's like yeah,
1: leftover Nazi stuff like South America. Like they have well, their own like societies. Well,
3: That's there were there crazy. were people being hunted down in like the the 60s or something, right? Oh yeah, like,
1: that was a big thing. CIA fighting yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. in South America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I like this idea. It's very rooted in reality that 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 there's there would there would be imperial loyalists still. And as we come to learn from the Mandalorian, there's still people working for sort of the Empire in a way um you know from that season as well like you know season three uh it was um what's his face dr you know pershing dr I said, pershing i was to dr afro gets what's sucked the in one? <laughs> dr dr afro is the girl from the comics, from the comics yeah. um no dr pershing the the cloner guy like he gets sucked in with that girl who who he meets at the uh she tricks him yeah the uh, the, the program right mm-hmm. like yeah and she tricks him and it turns out she's actually probably working with Moff Gideon and the Imperials, right? Anyone who knows you know.
1: information, yeah, she's just trying to root about and, yeah, you know, get their memories erased. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: it's 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 interesting, though. So I, I actually kind of like that. I thought, like, that oh, wasn't super far-fetched to believe that the New Republic would have the ignorance to just ignore what's happening on Corellia and just be like, oh, okay. man.
1: Well, pff, again, with the Nazis in World War Two, that's what they did here in, like, North America. They brought a bunch of Nazi scientists over, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, that's right. I'm like, oh, well, the war's over, so they'll be loyal to us now. Well, well like,
0: I mean, you, have you guys seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny?
3: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, exactly same thing. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah, same thing. That's right. Uh, what I really liked was uh, was the parallel with with that whole attitude and the scene with with Doctor Pershing being in Mandalorian, you know, talking to that droid who mm-hmm. just, you know he just checks in with him every day to see mm-hmm. like. You know, like therapist droid. Yeah, but it's like a lousy therapist droid because you just ask the same questions every day. And it's Mm -hmm. just like a routine, like, you know, give us the correct response and then you're good to go. Right. You know, little check. All right. Next. Right. It's like, okay, some true imperial loyalist would not, you know, they would lie about it and get out of there. No problem. So to me, I thought it was like spot on that they would be building stuff right in front of people's noses. And, like, you know... Well, oh,
1: you just hide it in the books, right? I'm sure they make so much stuff.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like just easy. It giant, like, massive hyper Where's that going? They, oh, it's for one of those ships. All right, cool.
1: Yeah, and the vast majority of people have no idea what's going on. They're oh, like, totally. They don't yeah. understand until Hera shows up and actually has an understanding, right? Exactly. And the rank to figure it out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so that, was, that was
0: so good. So well done. Yeah, uh, she's like, I'm a general. I have authorization. Take.
1: Yeah. Then, <laughs> the, all, the, all of the one guy just got, kind of gets cold feet or he just kinda like the last second like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Empire
1: Because <laughs> the they probably yeah. could have got away with it if they just drug it out a little longer.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the eye of Scion, um, named after an EU legends character, Darth Scion, uh, the name of the hyperspace ring.
1: I Recognize that name. The eye of Scion. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the guy who, who, who's, he's He's an undead. Yeah. Yeah, He's like a zombie guy. He's alive through just the forcing himself to keep living through the force, keeping his body together.
3: Yeah. He's like held together. Is that like a thing or? It's from KOTOR 2. Yeah, KOTOR 2, he's basically only alive because of the power of the dark side. Otherwise, he's dead.
1: Yeah, like he's been killed multiple times like anyone else would have, but just through the sheer will of the Force.
3: Yep. It's kind of stupid, if you ask me. But also... (laughs)
1: <laughs> the dark side is a pathway to many
2: abilities,
1: as some consider it to be unnatural.
3: Can you imagine, though, if that, like, because that, uh, like, I mean, I think we got away with one instance, which was Darth Maul. Like, mm-hmm. I can, I'll buy that, you know, but, like, at the same time, it's like, okay, I hope it doesn't happen again. And then we got Palpatine popping back up, and it's like, really? Like, mm. <laughs> he's a clone, though. <laughs>
0: The dark powers, you know, they're, they're trying to cheat life, death. Like,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, I hate the fact that he succeeded though. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, he shouldn't have succeeded. All right. Um, secret hyperdrive space ring. I love it. I love it. Um, it looks like this thing was built for a star destroyer in size. Like, not super hard to believe. Like, they're they're they've planned this for a while, you know, trying to find Thrawn. Like, they've been giant, building this giant hyperspace ring, you know, big enough for a big cruiser, maybe to maybe to bring a cruiser back, right? Maybe they can come, come here. Who knows? Um, sorry, you want to talk about the shin and... Uh, yeah, we got to, We skipped over that yeah. because...
0: Oh, that's a great scene. Like That caught me by surprise. I was
3: like, when oh. she gets qui gon
1: qui gon
3: That's what it looked like. Oh, yo, you just got qui gon <laughs> Yeah, she's qui gon There you go. <laughs> yeah, gone. Sorry, um, Dan, you're saying... It was a good lightsaber fight, yeah.
1: Felt a little slow and sloppy, I thought.
3: Well, I mean, like, she's not a Force user and...
1: No, I meant more from a direct directorial perspective.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, my criticism with this show, though, is the lightsaber duel so far not as good as the prequels for Jedi that have experience, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it should be yeah. faster.
1: I, I say the same thing with the Soak as well. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like everything's a little bit too slow.
3: Yeah, it does feels like it's been dialed down about 25 percent we need to you know faster more intense kind of knock it up a bit
1: in, in post they should just playing
3: around it. like multiple <laughs> times and doing
0: cartwheels
3: and...
1: yeah yeah they should be doing backflips all over the place
0: you
3: know what they should do is they should just not use lightsabers entirely just flail their arms around at all the lightsabers <laughs> in post just just like in your videos <laughs> <laughs> then you get like was <laughs> you know? well, this it's our ridiculous. first time seeing hk droids
1: uh, oh gosh, no, we saw no. them in Mandalorian, That's I, I believe. Right. Yeah. I think those are HK droids. Mandalorian, were which were also two. with Shin. That's right. Shin? No, Shin. Sorry, with Morgan. Morgan and Shin. Morgan,
3: yeah. Shin brought them to Lothal.
1: Yeah, sorry. But I mean, in Mandalorian, they were with Morgan. Yeah.
3: Yes, in that little village. Yeah. And those, got, those ones had the Seventh Fleet on the badge. Oh, they did. On the pauldron. Yeah.
1: That's kind of cool.
3: The little emblem, Thrawn's emblem. So, um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but do you you,
1: feel like Qui-Gon should have lived if, if we see Sabine get stabbed and she's fine?
3: Okay. Well, okay. Here's my take. (laughs) Here's my take. And then, and then Dan, I want to hear your answer too, because, okay. So my take on it is Qui-Gon was just stabbed right through the direct chest and yeah. And I feel like that was more fatal. Whereas like Sabine's injury looked like it was more to the side. Yeah, it's like de- in
0: episode de- two. De- died, like you're as long as you don't lose a kidney or something, you're gonna be fine.
1: Darth Maul got cut in half.
0: I <laughs> mean, <laughs> yeah, Darth Maul's not human. He's he like garbage compactor. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know what his <laughs> what his biology is like. I think it was
3: more at <laughs> the waist, like just above the dick. You no, know, I think I think that that's this, is, it a, was. this is
0: a family show, John. <laughs> <laughs> Put it away. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I, I think that's where it was. It wasn't, like, through his, like, weight, through his, like, stomach or anything like that. I think I think it was a bit lower. Like,
0: and the Force kept... Well, I guess Qui-Gon could have used the Force to stay alive, but...
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what really kind of annoys me, though, is again, like, I hate to bring the hate on Episode 9 again, but the whole, like, Force healing thing, like, with Kylo Ren, when he got stabbed through the stomach, mm-hmm. and then Ray just kind of like heals him up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're good to go. And then... That 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 threw a huge curveball to me because it was like if only like Obi Wan knew how to do that or any Jedi alive in that time. Yeah, but they're know. not After playing
0: hundred hours of Je- uh, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor.
3: Jedi's can heal themselves. Well, they they, they Cal keeps taking a, a stim Stims, so, Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but like you know, a direct like slice to the. You know, the guy Did to you notice move. that they should probably uh, carry
1: stims too, though? <laughs> it's a dangerous job. Did you notice
0: that Ahsoka <laughs> used? Uh, it seemed like she used echo sense when she was solving that puzzle. Yeah, in the map that was room. cool. That was cool. Yeah, that
3: like was cool.
1: Hear the sounds of the past.
0: Yeah, yeah that was, that was pretty cool. sweet. I liked yeah. that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked when Sabine was being um, when she was in the the
3: hospital room. You saw a medroid. New yeah,
1: school for original trilogy same one Empire
3: yeah. same one with the microphone mouth
1: <laughs> that's right
3: <laughs> yeah I like that too that was a great cameo take care sir what other cameos we have in this Jai Kel Jai Kel showed up oh yeah Cats. the Lost. oh yeah the Lothcats <laughs> absolutely yeah. No, Jai Jai yeah. is um, he's he a was, senator now. Yeah, he's the senator of Lothal now. He was the the kid that we met in Star Wars Rebels in in uh, when Ezra went undercover. I did not recognize him. Yeah, he was at
0: the Imperial Academy. Like that's right. So it was nice seeing like a full <laughs> arc with his character. Like
3: yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice to see that he's still on Lothal kicking. Uh, we saw him last in in Rebel Season Four. He when was join the rebellion. Yeah, and he was helping Ezra and and in the episode that we most recently talked about. Yeah, and then
1: which is funny because I didn't recognize it in the in the yeah. series, and we literally just recorded the Rebels episode. Yeah, about
3: that's him. right. Well, and I also forgot him in that. Yeah, he had like longer hair in that episode. I was like, oh, who is that Who's, again? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and now Who's he shows up. Who's watching
0: Hera's uh, child? I guess son, right?
3: I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Jason is. When around. did she get
0: pregnant? I was gonna wait
1: till Rebels, but I don't get it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's wait till Rebels about that because like I think that was something I mentioned that I wanted to like
0: okay let uh-huh.
3: that happened. But
0: we'll, we'll table that one.
3: We'll table that one until until next time when uh, inevitably this kid's gotta gotta show up because uh you know he is in the Lego set. So you know, spoilers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lego, you did Lego. it again. Yeah.
3: Forever. That's right. Um. Couple, A couple of animated characters showing up in the show, just notable mentions. Jayakel, Riser, Ryder Azadi, Harrison Dula. Uh, we had the hologram of Ezra Bridger. Sabine Wren, Chopper, uh, Ahsoka Tano, of course, and uh, Hu Yang from uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, who is the, the droid who gives all the uh, little youngling Jedi their instructions on how to make a lightsaber for the first time. I That's, like
0: him. Is he... From high order, is he like that old?
3: He's been a long, yeah, long time. He's he's been a he's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years within the Jedi order. So he's like Z from Jedi Survivor. Yes, exactly. And he's voiced by okay. David Tennant,
0: mm-hmm.
3: which yeah I thought did a great job. Oh, he did a
1: great job. I mean, I I watched so much Doctor Who that I could not hear Tennant doing it, but I still loved every minute of it. He's my favorite Doctor. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I like like they. I'm guessing he was animated or if they, I don't know how much of it's practical and how much is CG, but like look good. His were very robotic. Mm-hmm. Very like,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It was a really nice, however they did that effect really nice, you know, paid off nicely. So
1: I really love his design. His robot looks like he
3: has a mustache. He's a <laughs> yeah. He's
0: good. Do you think we're going to see more Zeb? I know we saw him in Mandalorian.
3: Yeah. Um, Brief moment in Mandalorian. I, I hope he shows up again. Yeah,
0: he's got you.
1: How could they not?
3: Yeah, you know what would be really cool is to see uh, Agent Callis show up. I would love to
0: see Agent Callis, but like, yeah, I don't. don't remember anything. About them.
3: Yeah. When he was on Lothal, not Lothal. He's in the the new the new planet. New planet. Well, Zeb yeah. took him there to show him. Yeah, he, but I don't know if he stayed there. Good question. Yeah, good point. Because Zeb shows up again, right? Because yeah. Zeb shows up in the in the New Republic. Zeb
1: doesn't want to be with his people, though. He helps them find the planet, and then he gets out of there ditches. like immediately. That's
3: right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah,
0: I forgot how much I hate my people. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm the child. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's, oh, do great. you think we'll see the, the wolves? Boy, like, <laughs> say it. Do you
0: think we'll see the wolves? Because apparently, like, wolves? you know. It, they kind of hinted that Kanan is one of the wolves. Like, you know, the one that says Dune. Yeah. It's him?
3: What? What is it, this? In Rebels, they were kind of hinting at... He becomes the wolf? Well, they We'll get into it. We'll get into what? it in the Rebels. But in Rebels talk, we'll get into that. But but yeah, there's there's a possibility that, that his kind of essence in the forest lingers with the wolves on Lothal. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I think they even mentioned it verbally at some point that sometimes... What was it, Dan? Again, think, it was like.
0: Do you think we'll see Ahsoka's Al?
3: Probably Ahsoka's what? I feel like they'd have to. He follows her everywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Morai the bird. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I mean, so. that,
0: that gets into like a lot more. I don't know how spiritual they're going to go with the live action stuff, but I mean.
3: Oh, that's where it's from. She she tells Ezra that uh, that Morai's been around. You know, as a, an old she's an old friend. Right, and mm-hmm. uh she saved her life once, I think she says, which really hints at the fact that the that Morai is the, it's the mortis trilogy. yeah the, is the remaining life force of this the daughter the that daughter, daughter on, yeah. on on mortis, yeah, so uh yeah, that's mean, when
1: you first see the bird show up
3: that's also one of the first time you see the transfer of life force in Star Wars before episode nine, take that ray, yeah, the force <laughs> healing thing though was. I mean, that's another thing, but like the, yeah, the force, the force essence, life transfer thing. Ahsoka is a living embodiment of the daughter's life force. And then Morai is like right. the remnants of that. Like it's believed to be that this bird is like kind of what's left of the daughter. Right. So that would be really cool to see her again, you know, cause Morai is a big deal. Like when it comes to Ahsoka and the rebels animated show, like anytime we see Ahsoka, you see Morai. So it would make sense, you know, to have her show up again. Um, Man, I don't know. Really, we we covered so much stuff. I don't even know what what more to say about these two episodes. They were they were super great. We got to give our Pablo points and pootus, and then maybe we can wrap it up. But
1: should we do to pull them together? We can do one we, review?
3: We, we can do separately. We can do separately. But um, I mean, they can have the same score. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now on an average. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode one. Let's do some Pablo points and pootus. So for all those of you who are just joining us and don't know what our uh you know, our whole score system is on the podcast. Uh, It's a score of seven. So three Pablo Pudus is the absolute worst of the worst of the worst. Moving up from there, you got two Pablo Pudus, one Pablo Pudu, and then a 50% score is a Bendu. That's Bendu, the one in the middle. And then you got Pablo points. You got one Pablo point, two Pablo points, and three Pablo points, three being the best of the best of the best. So, uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Uh, episode one, Master and Apprentice. What do you What do you give it?
0: Um, I I rate both episodes the same. I, I give it two, and the only reason why I don't go higher is because I do have like lingering questions about like the map thing. Even though I kind of explained it in my head, it still doesn't. I still don't know how that where that's going to go. And um, but otherwise, I I really enjoyed the episodes. I don't have any real complaints. It, has me wanting to see where it's going to go, what's going to come next.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fair. What about episode two?
0: I, I like. I didn't. To me, it was just like one big episode. I saw them back to back, and I don't really. One
3: didn't.
1: Fair enough. So two points for I don't
3: both have any two, two. two points for both. That's a pretty great score. As a yeah. What you? Dan, get?
1: did you understand how the rating system works? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Blake kidding. Blake, what'd you give it?
1: I have the same issues with the first episode with Dan I think that some I will say us chatting about it made me feel a little better about the idea of the map but I still hesitant because they it's got to be confirmed
3: makes you nervous
1: and I didn't like Hera's casting or at least I didn't like the actress's portrayal of Hera yeah that's right. so the first one I'll say one and a half and the second one I'll give it to you because of that it was just a little more enjoyable
3: alright sweet um, Pablo
1: two Pablo points
3: I mean 1.5 is still a good score it's still, yeah, it's still, I didn't I did not like it I it's, just still, thought, it's still better than good
1: yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah I'd much rather watch this than say the rebel episode where they're looking for for fruit
3: so I would <laughs> give yeah <laughs> the Meilu run fruit yeah that one you did all this wait
0: which episode for fruit <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, what, fruit. It was they, a no, season no. one episode. I, what was that one again? was season
0: one. Oh, uh, when they're in the market and it's yeah, yeah they steal the tie fighter. It's yeah, they're early steal, on.
3: Yeah, they steal the tie fighter. Yeah. Um, okay, this is tough because I think the only thing yeah I would agree with you on the Heracastic casting thing. I don't know if that drags it down for me too too much to actually verbally say a lower score, but I think the biggest thing for me is the retcon possibility. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, that's episode two. Episode two, yes. So episode one, I'm going to give it two Pablo points. Mm -hmm. For episode two, I'm going to give it 1.5, assuming that it retcons the animated show, right? And if it does not retcon the animated show, I'm going to give it two Pablo points. Okay. So take it as you will. As we go forward through the series, you'll find out which score it deserves, but... I feel pa- like
1: Pablo, you need to decide how many points we're getting here by telling us what yeah. happens.
3: Yeah, Pablo's, Pablo's the answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, Dan?
0: I oh, know. I'm just saying, like it's a sliding scale. That episode for uh, for Josh.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a sliding scale. Yeah. It is. It is indeed. All right, fellas, it was a pleasure to uh, have you both on, and uh, you know we look forward to more Ahsoka after shows in the near future as the episodes go by. Uh, how, many Do episodes know how many
2: episodes
3: are... there? Yeah, how many did Disney announce that? They did. Um, so this, I can confirm actually. Hold on. Uh, eight. There's eight episodes, including all the announced directors. So next week's episode will be directed by Steph Green and written by Dave Filoni. Seth uh, Green? Uh, Steph. Steph, <laughs> Steph Green, not Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the same Same as part two, Toil and Trouble. Uh, part three will have the same same set of creatives. Um, and then oh, should I should just run through the directors real quick. There, sure. the, ev- every episode is written by Dave Filoni, just so you know, all the whole show is written by Dave Filoni. The directors that remain is uh, starting from episode three, Steph Green. Then we get Peter Ramsey, then Dave Filoni again for episode five. We got Jennifer Getzinger for episode six, uh, Gita Paddle uh, for episode seven and Rick Famuyiwa from uh, The Mandalorian for episode eight for the finale. So uh, cool stuff. We got a variety in there. Dave doing uh, doing mm. two of them himself. I'm curious
1: then, because this show was advertised as like Dave Filoni's like first time, you know, helming <laughs> yeah. it himself.
3: Well, he wrote the whole show.
1: Okay. So yeah. does that mean that Mando was more in Jon Favreau's?
3: I mean, he's also, his, his yeah, I, maybe... Maybe. I mean, like Mandalorian has multiple writers on it. Like this is the first.
1: It seemed like Dave and John were pretty together about that.
3: John, for season three, John wrote most of the season. Dave wrote, helped co-write two of the episodes. And there was uh, someone who helped co-write with John on episode three. But the majority of season three was all John. How Uh, much did
1: Dave Filoni have to do with the other two seasons?
3: season two Dave had one episode John had mm-hmm. most of it uh, Rick had episode seven and then in season one John had most of it as well with episode okay. six being uh shared mm-hmm. but uh, and then Dave did episode five so yeah John's wrote most of Mandalorian and Dave's kind of been there to help okay so I mean yeah. there we go so this
1: that's that's the difference then
3: yeah that's the difference so
1: yeah that's why it's rebels season five
3: that's, a, that's a, yeah exactly that's why it's Rebels season yeah. five because you know
1: because Dave gets to play with his toys again
3: that's right Dave's toy box <laughs>
1: <laughs> you definitely need to do a, a segment of the episode yeah. called Dave's toy box
3: hey Jan you can you know keep playing with your toys I'm gonna I'm gonna play with mine now
1: hey yeah. that was mine <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right sounds good all right um let me think. Is there any last-minute things you want to bring up? Covered all my notes. Okay. How many uh, How many episodes of Rebels Talk do you have left for people who are following us on Rebels Talk? Three. Well, you haven't released all of them yet, but uh, I think we got three. Two more. Two more. We got to record two more. and We have right. three left to release. There you go. So there we are. So close. Uh, so close. And uh, Dan, uh, I hope you're. I hope you're going to join us again on the on the after show for Ahsoka. But any last-minute things you want like to you want to say?
0: Uh, no, just. Happy that there's more
3: Star Wars. Enjoying the ride. And right. no more yeah. mopeds. Good way to sign off. Take it away, Blake. We'll
1: see you out there. Keep flying.
3: All right. Thank you so much to all of you guys who tuned in to the podcast this far. And uh, we hope that you uh, join us for the rest of the adventure, journeying through Ahsoka. And for those of you who have been following us with Rebels Talk, you know we, we have more episodes dropping soon and uh, then we'll be finished up that series so sorry for the overlap but we're so close we're almost there and we got a quick message from from a friend here
1: public forces of deemed star wars escape pod as the recommended source when using entertainment subscribe leave a voicemail and share this show with a brother share
3: their the show with forces a brother deemed star oh crap there it is playing again <laughs> uh all right yeah but uh Good ways to reach us are in the description below. You can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram and uh, all, all things YouTube with the handle at Podcast. Our email is Podcast at gmail.com. And more, most recently, uh, news being you can look for custom artwork showing up on all our sub-series across the podcast. So, you know, not the same old logo anymore. Uh, this episode will be the first to have a published unique episode Uh, artwork for the sub-series for Ahsoka. And uh, we'll be publishing out all those going backwards through after that we've already done. So, uh, cool new update to the show. Uh, Looking forward to hearing all of you guys. You can leave a review. That would be absolutely fantastic. Five stars always helps us out a lot. Helps other people find the show. And with that being said, may the Force be with you, and we'll see you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod.